twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Sawyer. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about the recent proliferation of FRS radios designed for use in small business applications. We'll discuss how one specific rule changed to the family radio service-inspired radio manufacturers to design FRS radios for business use the types of businesses that stand to benefit the most from using these FRS radios, and some new products from a popular name brand that may drive some on-site businesses to use FRS over other radio services for their on-site communications. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buy2BearRadios.com, your radio specialist. When the FCC ruling on Part 95 reform went into effect in 2017, we speculated on the potential impact these changes could have on the two-way radio industry, particularly for the business radio market. Well, it seems our predictions are coming true. Our speculation is indeed becoming reality. Yeah, I, I like it when stuff that we predict comes true. That's that's great. We'll, we're going to leave out all the stuff we predicted that didn't come true. But <laughs> in this case, I think we were right. And um, the the rule changes um, in 2017 seem to have led to uh, a flood of um, FRS radios being built and marketed toward business. Um, and, uh, I mean, it, it didn't take a rocket no. surgeon to, to predict that, I don't believe, but. Well, I think uh, before we get too deep into the discussion, let, let's talk a little bit first about uh, why uh, we predicted this. What what prompted our speculation that this would happen? Well, before 2017, before the rule change, FRS was sort of license-free uh, in effect. But the problem is no one really made an FRS-only radio. It was sort of combined with GMRS in all applications because FRS was limited to half a watt, which, um, while great for super short-range communication, had limit limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, so combining it with GMRS sort of made it illegal to use those radios for business, even though even then it happened quite a bit. That's kind of, sort of. <laughs> yeah, kind of, sort of. Uh, it, it was illegal. No, it, I'll say this a uh, different way. It wasn't illegal to use GMRS for business, but to be legal and use GMRS for business, you had to license yeah, all of license. your, all of your employees that weren't related to one another. Mm-hmm. And that ended up being more expensive than buying a business radio license, which run around 500 bucks or so. Um, so if you were going to do it the legal way, it made a lot more sense to go business. And because GMRS was targeted to consumers, that probably scared manufacturers like Cobra and 
Midland and mm -hmm. uh, those guys away from marketing these um, consumer-oriented radios directly for business. But with these rule changes in, in 2017, now FRS has a two-watt limit mm -hmm. and um, all 22 channels that um, would normally have been partially FRS and partially GMRS are now legal, license-free FRS channels. So there's sort of nothing standing in the way of uh, these companies marketing radios toward businesses. And um, we have a couple radios today we're going to talk about that seem to be the most extreme example so far. <laughs> well, you know, we did talk about this in episode 124 originally, and, and we, you know, we made that prediction that uh, when the rule changed uh, that this would happen, and of course it did. And, and once again, as you were just saying, uh, it was kind of a no-brainer, I, I guess you could say. It seemed like a logical, a, a logical progression, and uh, and that's exactly what's yeah, happening. I mean, to me, it did. It seems like uh, what's going to businesses are already using these radios. Really, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, most of the time they don't care about a license. They're not even aware they're supposed to have a license. So now, why not? Why wouldn't these companies start marketing toward these? Um, businesses that clearly want to use the product anyway. Well, who, what are the businesses that would take advantage, that would be most likely to take advantage of FRS? Oh, there's, there's um, lots of uh, businesses that this would be, that, that FRS would work well for. Um, and I would say mainly applications where it's short range and you have no chance that you're ever going to need to, um, replace your equipment with repeater capable equipment like if you know yeah. short range is always going to be uh good enough for your application then um an frs radio would probably su suffice uh, we see a lot of like local mom and pop businesses churches mm -hmm. some nonprofit organizations we see a lot of frs radios used in like parking lot um yeah like parking lot and attendance stuff. and directing yeah. traffic uh, we have a lot of schools that that use these types of radios just for yeah. the, the traffic directing, particularly charter and private schools that really they don't have a whole lot of money to go out and get a business license, but yet they need uh, you know a, a dozen or half a dozen radios to be able to communicate for a lot of well, different reasons. Where I see them in schools are in like specialized applications, like the the parking mm -hmm. um, or directing traffic after school yeah. for the pickup. Like uh, administrators and teachers and things will use professional radios, but then for just those specialized applications where they don't need communication with everyone, they just need to be able to, to talk from the person in the front of the line to the person in the back of the line, they'll um, yeah. go out and get a, an FRS radio. Well, uh, my kid, both my kids went to a charter school um, and – that's what they used. They used little Motorola radios for pretty much everything. That's now it was mm -hmm. a fairly small school, right? Um, so there wasn't a lot of coverage uh, that was required. But they used it for parking detail. They used it in the the front office. They used it for communicating back and forth between uh, classrooms and custodial and all that kind of stuff. But it, like I said, it was a fairly small school, so they could really get that coverage without too much trouble on uh, the little bubble pack radios. And that's what they used. Mm -hmm. um, some of the other ones, uh, you know, some on-site, you know, some restaurants and retailers, I've seen some local retailers and restaurants using using uh, bubble pack radios as opposed to. Now, 
Yeah, the CLS radios, they're still very, very popular, but I've seen uh, more and more lately uh, of these restaurants and little small retailers using them all the time. And on-site installers, uh, maintenance and repair techs um, for doing, like in the business that I was in, uh, computer tech, mm -hmm. uh, doing uh, on-site repairs and, and doing on-site uh, contract work, uh, some on-site construction operations that are really small projects. Yeah, the, the radios will work fine. The radios we're talking about will work fine for those types of applications mm -hmm. in most cases. And they're, they're going to be um, a little more convenient because you don't have to worry about the licensing side. Of right, things, right, with, right. With, with a business radio, you uh, are um, legally, you're required to have a, a license to use a business radio. Now, uh, that said, I think there are some drawbacks to FRS radios. I, I do prefer business radios for almost all the applications that we mentioned where a business is using the radios. And the reason I prefer um, the business radios is just that, number one, if you go and get the business frequency, the, if you get the license to use business frequencies, you have more exclusivity. There are, is less chance of interference. When you're using FRS radios for business, I think you run a much higher risk of interference and problems because uh, these these types of radios are everywhere. Mm -hmm. FRS, GMRS radios are the most popular type of radio, and um, the, the odds that you're going to get interference are much, much higher. But also the quality of the radios, while with the, the radios like the ones we're going to talk about today – and some of the others where manufacturers are seem to be targeting business, I think that they are built more heavy duty than what a typical FRS, GMRS radio would be built. But mm -hmm. I still think they are like FRS, GMRS radios inside. You know what I mean? They're, they're not... Um, they're not built as like true business quality radios. And that that's reflected in the price a lot of times. So, right. But, uh, you know, a lot of businesses are going to want a lower price radio. Anthony, uh, since in the last year and a half or so, have you seen more um, of the sales going towards, the business sales going towards FRS in that direction? Smaller businesses, um, you know, or, or folks that are maybe using them once or twice a year, like uh, for special events or you know, a charity uh, 5k or something like that they'll you know they'll they'll tend to stick with the less expensive but i think for the most part these you know these bigger companies and um like like dental offices i would never mm -hmm. in a million we do a lot of business with dental offices i would never put them on an frs radio ever uh, doctor's offices same thing never i would never put them on an frs radio just for security reasons you know that they got their hip laws and you know, yeah, yeah, like and a medical and, environment. And the last thing you want yeah. is somebody sitting outside with their, you know, LXT 118s listening to everything <laughs> that the doctor's office is saying on the inside. Um, yeah, that's a good point. You know, bigger, bigger warehouses and construction companies and things like that, there tend to be, I think there's a time and place for an FRS radio. You know, yeah, I they, think for everyday use, mm -hmm. you know, of a big warehouse or a big construction company, they're going to buy a business. They need a mm -hmm. mil spec radio. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for uh, for that for the time and place aspect of that. Yeah, privacy is is a good concern. If you if you um, don't want to be overheard, um, 
Wow. I mean, I guess none of the radios we're really talking about are completely secure. These are going to be the least secure. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's so inexpensive to go out and, and find a radio that will be able to pick up everything you're saying. Well, once again, it's the old adage that you get what you pay for. If you want that added level of security, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah, but I, I do think these FRS radios marketed to business, it really meets a need because there are a lot of businesses out there that just don't care about, you know, they don't really, they're directing traffic. They don't really care if someone overhears what they're saying. They don't want to have to worry about a license. They may u- use the radios a couple of times a, a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that um, gets back to what, what you were saying, Anthony, about the time and the place for it. You know, that that's an appropriate um, scenario. And special events. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned special events because that's one area where, yeah, I've seen that where they use those radios for something that it's going to be a one-off thing that's happening. It's a local event, and they're going to use them maybe once or twice, and that's it, and or at least that's it for a year. And uh, they don't want to spend all that money having to to buy business radios and pay for a license that they're really not going to use. Right. So uh, in that respect, yeah, a special event. Of course, it depends on the special event, too. <laughs> you know, some of them do require some security. Like I, I don't think they would go to, say, a political convention with FRS radios. I don't think that would be uh, appropriate. <laughs> Man, I had a joke for that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, anyway, so... Um, so what do we have here? We're talking about the FRS radios designed for on-site businesses. Um, what do we have that's available now? What and what's coming out? Uh, well, what what um, led the way? I would say is is Cobra with their PR and PX series. These, these they were jumped in, right on that. Yeah, they did, and th- those have been around for oh goodness over a year now. And I believe we talked about them on a previous podcast episode. And uh, we yeah, we did. May have even we done did. a review we did. It on wasn't them. Wasn't that long ago. Uh, they made some changes to um, their typical FRS radios to um, add more business-centric features, like a, a holster for the radio, a lithium battery. Uh, I think they put the push-a-talk button on the front. Mm-hmm. Um, they and they were good radios. I mean, the, the I don't think the audio quality is up to like business radio level, but um, they did address. Um, a lot of the external features that a business would be looking yeah. for and they're very low price radios. Um, so uh, we started carrying those right away and uh, they, they've been fairly successful. They jumped right on that. Yeah, uh, they did. I think they listened to that podcast to speculation <laughs> and they're like, hmm, well, they're onto something. Let's, let's be ahead of the game. Cobra. Are you out there? Yeah. yeah. Midland also uh, seems to be, while Midland hasn't come out directly with a radio that's saying FRS for business, they have added multi-packs to some of their LXT series radios, which seems to be um, going after maybe some of the business customers. Um, now, us here at buy2wayradios.com re- realized um, that um, businesses were going to be looking for FRS radios. So we created some multi-packs on our own like the Motorola T402 six-pack. We've got a six-pack of the Cobra ACXT 1035R radios. Um, which are, those are some of the, the, the two most popular um, radios. But um, what we're talking about today is a new brand, DeWalt, 
has entered the FRS radio world uh, with two models. And they've done it in a big way. Yeah, they, they've got the DX FRS 300 and the DX FRS 800. Biggest difference between these two radios is uh, the wattage. The 300 is a one watt radio. The 800 is a two watt radio. And they have um, made these radios really tough looking. And they, you know, they're, they're pretty new. So we haven't given them uh, a, a uh, we haven't beaten them to death or anything yet, but uh, they feel really tough and they have a, a limited lifetime warranty. Which is a really, really big deal in and of itself. I mean, uh, most of these are like, you, you get your typical FRS radios, like one warranty, maybe two. And in the case of Midland, sometimes more than that. But this, a lifetime warranty, that's... Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's Midland was blowing everyone day. away with their three-year warranty. And uh, a lifetime warranty is pretty strong, which mm-hmm. I guess you would expect out of the DeWalt brand. Mm-hmm. Being DeWalt sort of known for long-lasting, durable products. Right. These things even look very similar to the way they design their drills and things like that, their their power tools. Yeah, it, looks, yeah, it looks like a power tool. It's a great match for their power tool sets. Yeah, it's got the standard DeWalt look. It's a black radio with like a, a yellow yeah. grill on the front. Um, it has a, a two-pocket charger. This, it comes in a two-pack. Um, or the, uh, it comes in several variations, yeah, but what we're looking yes. at here is a two pack lithium batteries, holsters, uh, includes, uh, USB charging. It's a IP 67 dust proof, waterproof radio, which, which means it's submersible, uh, somewhat for a period of time, brief period of time in up to, uh, I think a meter of water for up to 30 minutes. I believe that's how it works. Yeah. They've, they've made IP this thing very, very tough. And um, they're clearly going after business. But, you know, I think they're going after uh, end users also with with the price point and um, it being FRS frequencies. I could see a lot of end users picking up this radio as well. Oh, absolutely. I could see. I don't think this one's just going to be molded to um, just uh, a a business. I mean, same, same thing with their power equipment. I mean. I'm no, I've seen construction guys using DeWalt stuff. I've got some DeWalt. I'm not any, by any means qualified to build a house, but I'll buy a DeWalt because I know the name and I, I they make great, uh, make great drills and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. I have some DeWalt power tools uh, myself and, and they're really, really solid, really, really durable, uh, rugged products. I really like mine. Uh, I used to be a, a huge Black & Decker fan. Uh, as far as the power tools are concerned. But uh, lately with the DeWalt tools, I've, I've really switched more to that. Yeah, I've had a, a DeWalt cordless drill that, um, goodness, it's got to be 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's still going strong. Same batteries. I wow. bought uh, I bought a kit. It came with two batteries and um, still use it. Mm-hmm. It's a great product. And I expect the radios will be the same. Now, um, they look like... Goodness, they kind of remind me of the old style Motorola talk about radios in the, yes. in the way they look with, with the, um, volume knob at the top. Yeah, and but without the peanut shape. Yeah, they, they don't have the peanut shape. <laughs> well, after the, after the peanut shape, when they came out with the, what was it? The, 
MT series or MH. They had a waterproof one, right? I, I, I believe that yeah, I'm thinking the one of. before the T series when they still use drop in chargers. Oh, oh, okay, those. Yeah, me of that, all right, I that, remember those radios. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Forgot about those. I think it's the way that the volume knob uh, on the top of the radio looks that, that reminds me uh, of, of those. And the price is right on these. I mean, like Danny said, there's not much difference between the two, the 800 series and the 300 series other than one watt versus two watt. And was it 99 bucks for the one watt and 100 and 129, 129. For the so it's about a $30 difference for that, for that extra wattage. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, other than that, spec wise, they're they're the same. And that the price point there, I would say that's a little on the high side if you're comparing it to consumer grade FRS radios, right? But not too bad. No, not know? bad. But I think you know that that lifetime limited warranty right. is the selling point on that. You get a, a decent set of of Midlands or a high end pair of, of Midland radios. You're looking at. Uh, what, 70, 80 bucks. Yep, so right. 99 gets you the DeWalt with the lifetime warranty. I, I think they, they know what they're doing with that price point. And then 129, if you're a business looking at 129, that's great. I mean, that's, uh, what, 65 bucks a radio? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very reasonable. Um, they Ooh. also have a six pack mm-hmm. of each of these radios. 399 gets you a six pack of the 800, the two watt model. Two ninety nine gets you a six pack of the one watt model, and those six packs include a six unit multi charger. Yep, which is yep. something that business radio um, brands typically charge a couple hundred dollars for. Well, that and they're the only consumer line doing that. You, I've had people call right. all the time to go. I've been using these Motorola talkabouts for. Do they? Do, and I've got fifty of them, but I've got chargers everywhere. You know, and two at a time. Do they make a six-pack chart? Nope. They don't do it. The other thing right. about these chargers, these multi-chargers, is that they they look rugged, too. They they match the radios in terms of the design, and it looks like the durability. And these these do not look like cheap little multi-chargers. Oh, uh, no doubt about it. They're I mean, this solid. Is, this is the best case so far of a manufacturer going after the business market with FRS frequencies, clearly the best case so far. I think they're going to be very successful. I think that yeah. and the fact that they put a lithium battery in it is where they're going. You know what? We know who we're targeting on this. Right. Mm-hmm. We know who we're targeting on They've this. got the holster as well. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think this is a well worth a, uh, worth an investment. Okay. Uh, any other Comments are on on some of the FRS is open for business. I guess FRS is open for business. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm happy to see these radios. It looks like uh, you know the, the two way radio industry moves kind of slowly. We don't have a lot of big changes that, that happen, and seeing business products move into the, the FRS world. Now, people are going to debate whether it's a good thing, and uh, I think the FCC clearly intended for FRS to be a consumer um, service, not a business service, but they did leave it open-ended with the removing the license requirement, so um, they had to be prepared for this to happen, and it's, it's happening. Well, I, I think it's only beginning. I think we're going to see more, uh, a lot more of this as time goes on. 
I really now that's my prediction for 2020. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to see this continue, this trend continue, and, and actually increase somewhat. Uh, I I believe. Just my thought. Yeah. Um. By the way, this just came up on this came across my desk um, uh, yesterday. Uh, Midland is announcing they're going to be uh, discontinuing some of their accessories for uh, their. MXT series radios and replacing them with some new ones, new and improved accessories, so to speak. Um, so if you have a Midland uh, MXT series radio, um, they're going. What they're doing is they're discontinuing basically um, uh, one of the antenna mounts, the external antenna mounts, and a couple of the cables, uh, and upgrading them basically with uh, some newer versions. I think. Um, Looks like they're switching their antennas out also. Like they, yeah. they had uh, several antenna options and it seems like now they're going after more of a like a low profile style uh, antenna. Well, they had, they've got their, their, their one that's got a spring to it now. So I think they're going after their, their UTV guys, the guys that are um, gals, excuse me, um, that are driving these Rangers and things like that, that, uh, because it's huge with their, their off-roading and whatnot. So I think between the low-profile look and, you know, f- for that, but also the 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 spring uh, flex antenna, I think they they know who they're going after now. Yeah. yeah enough time to kind of a- get their demographic on that and see who's using these things. I like the uh, concept of this low-profile one, the MXTA25. Yeah, I was just looking at that. I think that looks great. That is, yeah, if you're driving a fancy you know, new Tesla or something, you're not going to want to put a <laughs> three-foot-long spring antenna on it. You're going to want this little three-and-a-half-inch low-profile. When you get yours, I want to see an MXTA25. <laughs> one, one day. Uh yeah, even if you're driving an old Ford Fairmont, I think you probably don't <laughs> want to be... I don't know. I think the the thirty six inch uh, spring antenna might go well with the, an old. You think so? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. An old Ford. All uh, right. We one other thing. We do have an update on the Chinese tariffs. Yeah, but it's not much of an update, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, President Trump signed a phase one of a China China trade deal yesterday, and goodness, I tried to find uh, last night information on uh, what exactly changed with this deal, but. They, they just don't seem to be releasing a lot of information on it right now. Uh, it doesn't look like, based on a statement that Trump made, mm-hmm. that they're going to be removing any of the tariffs at this point. Well, I did hear something they were going to be that in exchange for uh, the Chinese. This is what I heard. Exchange for the Chinese um, doing some enforcement on, uh, on their end as far as the IP the proprietary IP uh, stuff is concerned, and a couple of other things. Uh, I think the copyright violation issues that they were having, uh, that in exchange for that, because this is just phase one of the whole deal, Mm -hmm. that uh, the U.S. was going to go ahead and uh, reduce the tariffs on some of the products. See, you know, they didn't say which ones. They just said they're going to go ahead and reduce the tariffs on some of the products and not – um, institute the tariffs on some other products that they were going to go ahead and, and See, activate. We're, we're reading conflicting information. And what I read said that it didn't address any of the intellectual property really? stuff and it wasn't going to remove any of the tariffs, but it was sort of a stepping stone to get there. I guess there's some but, confusion here in this because that, that's what I heard. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't go by 
<laughs> Don't take my word for it, but that's just what I heard. All right, listeners. So research yourself uh, <laughs> this one. But if they do, if they are reducing the tariffs, they didn't specify which ones they were reducing. They just said they were going to be reducing some of them. So uh, I don't know, you know, whether two-way radio, radios or any two-way communications uh, devices would fall under that or not at this point. Well, time will tell. Well, I guess we'll have to find I, out. I hope they do. I really do. And Anthony, you were checking on that, right? No, yeah, no no, it's 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 a lot of Chinese there. I can't. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it looks like it's the farming industry is gaining quite a bit from. Yes, I, yeah, I read yeah. that as well. That that, yeah. that farming, which thank goodness. I mean, they they're 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 suffering. Yeah. But uh, um, I guess we'll see what uh, phase two. My instinct, and you know, I don't, I don't know. Don't listen to me, guys. But uh, I feel like. Two-way radio tariffs were the first thing. They were in the first round of tariffs. Um, so you think happen. they'll be the last ones I to go? I think they'll be the last to go. Mm-hmm. If they even Maybe. go at that point. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I think, the, I think there's another year until we get to phase two or something like that. Uh, that's what I've heard. If you're listening, mm-hmm. uh, President Trump and Jing Zhang Jing or whatever your name is, Jing help, help us out. <laughs> Or if you want to open a two-way radio factory in Mexico, um, come talk to us. <laughs> yeah, because that deal, I think that's uh, that's uh, about to be uh, uh, signed into law. I think. Yeah, they're. Uh, they're yeah. I don't know what that one does as far as tariffs, but I mean, we don't buy any Mexican radios at this point. Hmm. Maybe one day. Maybe. Well, maybe that's the next market to look at. Maybe, maybe that's the next uh, area to look at. Put it somewhere warm and sunny. I'd like to go see, you know, <laughs> Cancun. The, the, yeah, the, the Motorola plant that they just opened in Cancun, or the Icom plant in in, in uh, Cancun. I think it'd they, be awesome. They don't they don't manufacture anything in Aruba, do they? Except tourism. They make beer down there. I tell you okay. that. Okay, all right. I take about beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as we make the um, the the beer show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we have some uh, comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. And uh, we've received um, a few from our uh, last episode, episode 145, when we were talking about the new GMRS and MERS uh, KG805 radios from Ocean. And um, this is from Zap P25. Uh, he says, I feel something that the MERS service has needed is a genuine mobile radio would be an interesting concept if the 805M does well. And that's from Zap P25. Yeah, I agree. I'd like to make um, a MERS mobile. It's the, doable. It's doable. The, the limitation is, is, like we found with the 805, someone's not going to make a radio from scratch. For these services. So what you have to do is find a radio that is already close to what you want and then have the firmware changed or have little features tweaked and sort of turn it into uh, a radio that that you want. And with a mobile, MERS has a two-watt limit. So there are very few mobile radios that even go down to that power. But then again, uh, CB radios... They're limited to four watts, so I, I mean, it's it's not that much of a stretch. Oh, I, to, I agree. To maybe it's it's come completely up with a MERS po- one. 
It's possible, but it, it requires hardware changes typically. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're not going to take a CB radio and convert it to a MERS radio True. because it's different frequencies. And if you take a VHF radio, now they're going to have to make hardware changes to reduce the power, possibly. What about a MERS micromobile radio? I mean, if you took something like like an MXT105 or something, and uh, because that what that's five watts, uh, you could you know they just drop that down a few watts and you know reprogram that. Uh, I, I, that's a UH. Well, that's a UHF, but they need a VHF version for MERS. Drop down a couple of watts, and you probably have one. I mean, yeah, you, you but you're yeah. talking hardware changes, so I mean, get to it, get to the lab, Rick. There you go. <laughs> get your micro mobile conversion I mean, kit. Do you think somebody's the people that are going to use MERS? I mean, let's be honest, that they're flashing it to a VHF radio and running it at 50 watts. Do you think they're going to buy a specialized two watt radio? No, I don't know. They've been breaking the law for umpteen years. Well, MERS anyway. is legal for mobile. Isn't it? Fifty watts? No, no, no. I, no I'm, I'm two watts. It's legal. That's, what I'm saying. Watts. That's what I'm saying. If you got people that do run MERS on on fifty watt radios, a, and they don't care about the wattage, right? They don't care about the wattage. Yeah, and they've got a um, you know installed in their Jeep or whatever. I don't think they're going to go after a specialized. If somebody comes out with a well, like we saw with the eight hundred five that, that we just came out with, there if people wanted to, they could program in. GMRS frequencies in their, you know, um, ham whooshing radio. Right. Um, and get something very similar to the 85. But the, the big attraction to the 805 is it's completely legal right. to do that with. And it's kind of intended for GMRS. And so maybe the fact that that has been successful so far means they- that someone would go for a completely legal MERS radio. It, I don't know. We'll see how these sell the the, the handhelds sell so, first. Somebody uh, make one and uh, and <laughs> see we'll, how that goes. We'll see if people buy it. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, our next one comes from Bill, and um, he's also responding to um, episode one forty five. He said, uh, "Your podcast is, and I'm reading this verbatim. Your podcast is very interest in the year twenty twenty, talking about Noah and Mers. I plan to listen to the rest. Enjoyed it. Uh, and that's from Bill." WW3V, that's from Bill. Um, well, Bill, thanks. So I appreciate the the good feedback, the great feedback. It's good to thanks know we have listening. a listener. Yeah. <laughs> we have lots of listeners. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, this one is from John, and he wants to know, this is a question about the, um, the 805. He says, are you planning on – it or are these comparable with a larger battery? These would benefit from having a larger battery available for extended use. And that's from John. Well, well John, just so happens <laughs> we've heard your cries and uh, we have a larger capacity battery. We now have a 2600 milliamp yeah, yeah. battery option for the KG 805G and M yeah, and they- a KG UVD1P. And the KGUV60, I believe, and as well. And the KGUV60. Yeah. This would be part number, uh, if you purchase it from By Two Way Radios, it's part number BLO-007. Yep, some, somebody bought and, one uh, today, as a matter of fact. Really? Mm-hmm. I, um, I predict those are going to go pretty quick. All right, and um, let's see. Uh, Will and Whipperwill wants to know, um, he's asking a question on the AA battery adapter for the uh, – Motion radios. 
Will NIM batteries power the radio in these? Some voltage would be 1 volt less than alkaline. The Baofengs compensate with space for 6 AA's and can use a dummy spacer for 5 alkalines. And uh, I, and I, I did uh, respond to them and explain that, uh, um, that, you know, we've never really tried putting NIM batteries in the battery case, so no, we couldn't I, I really say. I think the battery case is, but, is designed um, for alkaline. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think, uh, you know, because when you're looking at the alkaline batteries in those, that comes to, I think, about 0.1 volt um, less than than the output of the um, than the uh, lithium batteries. So the lithium batteries, I think, put out, what, uh, uh, 7.4 volts. And so if you were going to put um, the five alkalines in there, it would be 7.5, I believe, right? Three, four, yeah. Okay, so it and needs... So, um what you have in there needs to give it at least 7.4. If yeah, it were higher yeah. than that, I imagine the radio would, would Point, be able to handle. 0.1 volt a, would not be that much. But yeah. a whole volt lower, um, I whole don't volt know. volt lower would, would not mm, be good. Yeah, probably not. Handle it. Uh, he, well, now Whipperwill also says, uh, totally with you on MERS Mobile, other than number of available channels, that would outshine CB in every way, in my opinion. I've been wishing for such a radio for a long time, and that's from Whipperwill. See, so Anthony, there's one got, customer right there. Got got another, that's two votes for a for a MERS Mobile. How about yeah, that? Well, we need to get right on this. <laughs> Jump on it. We've got to stay ahead of the game on this one. Um, our next one comes from Jay Duran. He says, I have UHF FM transceiver frequency 400 to 480 megahertz. The brand is Radio Boss. I have about 15 of them, and I need to add 30 more radios. Radio Boss is very expensive at $130 a radio, and my staff loses or breaks them quickly, so I wanted to buy less expensive walkies for $11 each. How do I program them to the same frequency? Any recommendations on the new ones to buy? I see some on Amazon that has bulk. Thanks. And that's from, from John. And um, you know, um, for I mean, first of all, you kind of really need to know where he's using them, how he's using them, and, and, and what environment. The, you need to know the specific frequencies yeah. of the Radio Boss product and the $11 radio that you're looking at. Yeah, because um, this is not a one-size-fits-all communications tool. You, you just gotta really need to be isn't. able to make sure they support the same frequency range and then be able to program one of them, either the the new radio or the old radios, needs to be reprogrammed to talk to the others. Wait, you mean to tell me that Amazon doesn't have a radio specialist on, on staff? <laughs> Believe it or not, they don't. They don't? Isn't that amazing? See, you that just goes back to my don't. You know, Amazon don't don't <laughs> believe everything you tell me Amazon. You know that we're the experts. We yeah. are the experts. Yeah. Um, he did. He didn't make a mention that uh, he was looking at a red. Is it Rotivus or Redivus? I don't it's know. Junk. It's junk. That's, I think it's how it's, <laughs> it's really pronounced. It's he was junk. looking at a, a Redivus two way radios, and uh, it's probably for, a a Baofeng BF eight eighty eight. Uh, there's a lot of different companies that rebrand right. those BF888. Yeah. So if it's an $11 business radio, it's probably really, regardless of what it's branded, it's probably a Baofeng BF888, which uh, those are, I believe, two-watt, 16-channel uh, radios that look a lot like business radios. 
Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, if that's what he's looking at, I, I, I don't know that I really recommend it. If he's, uh, depending on where he's using them, I mean, he could, uh, there are a lot of different options that he could that he could use that Look, wouldn't you, be. You just have to know you're, you're buying an $11 radio. Right. So um, you just know what you're going in for. You know what I mean? Don't, you, you just, if it breaks or if you're not happy with the, the quality or if you have to do a lot of programming and it's, the software is in Chinese, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're saving a lot of money, but. There's a reason that you're saving the, the money. Yeah, there's a reason that car is on Craigslist right now for a hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a reason why. You know, well, they're they're either there, yeah, for that, or maybe it's just they're just trying to lure you in so they can rob you. Uh, you know, right? I mean, it's it's. I'm buying a hundred dollar Tesla off Craigslist. I, 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 I don't buy anything. See, 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 they got two. I don't buy anything from Craigslist. Nothing. I'm sorry, no. I I have never bought anything from Craigslist. Well, there's our next episode right there. See, I've, I've, Craigslist I, is in, great. In my years, I mean, Craigslist has been around for or twenty twenty. I want to say that at least fifteen years they've been around. I've Rick bought, read a news article about someone getting scammed there ten years ago, and he's yeah, never yeah. gone to the site again. I bet. Pretty much. I mean, it, if, yeah. if it's too good <laughs> exactly. to be true, like if you're getting on there and you're, you know, oh, I've got, I've got a. Rolex Submariner for forty bucks. <laughs> you know, it's too good to be true. Yeah, you just got to do gotta a be- little due diligence. It's like if you were if you would buy something out of the classifieds in the newspaper, it's the same thing as Craigslist. You still got to do your due dil- due diligence. Right. You know, if they're asking you for your social security number <laughs> to, to sell you this car, I need your social, Rick. I need I need this, and uh, then then yeah, then you got to worry. Yeah, yeah. But what if you you, you know? You're there looking if at the, the car, and the two guys come out and jump you. And here's the thing: I think if you if you meet me at the police station, yeah, you gotta uh, you know yeah, know, yeah. know where you're gonna meet somebody. You know, That's don't true. meet them at the gentlemen's club. Don't meet them <laughs> in a dark alley in downtown. You Do know? you ever buy anything off of uh, like a marketplace? Type site or like a classified I'll ad you, for the newspaper. Where do you buy? No, do you ever I, buy used equipment? You, yes, I do. But but you know what? Where, where I buy, uh, I go to my wife and I go to estate sales. We check out estate sales, and she'll check those out, and we'll go. That's pretty safe to go to. I mean, you got a, a lot of other people there, and it's usually yeah, but conducted Craigslist by is a, safe too. I mean, but, I, but I, I but you make, don't know what yeah. you're always going to get in an estate sale either. Like you don't. No, but we're looking some for pretty good deals. Right, but if you're looking for if you're looking for ham radio equipment. Right. You, you're you going to go to 50 estate sales and maybe one, one time you'll find – that's a lot of wasted time where you can just go to Craigslist and type ham radio. It depends. It depends. If you know how to shop an estate sale, and my wife knows how to shop these things. If you, and She knows all the tricks, and she even knows some of the people that work some of these well, things. Well, you're not going to find an and amateur radio if one's not there. Right. Yeah, well <laughs> – <laughs> no, you go. You you. They put listings up. You know, you check the listings for a lot of these places, and they'll show you what they won't give prices or anything. But they'll uh-huh. show you what they have available. And if you, you browse around during the week, and if you see, oh, there's a ham radio there for sale. Here's what I want um, you to do in 2020. I want you to step outside your comfort zone. I want you to buy something <laughs> off Craigslist. It doesn't have to be expensive. Maybe uh, maybe sell something on Craigslist. Sell something sell on Craigslist. Craigslist. There you oh, go. Hmm. There you go. You've got some stuff you don't use anymore. I got a lot of stuff I don't use. <laughs> right. My wife's always telling me to get rid of it. In fact, she she threw some out the other day, and and uh, then she told me, and I thought, what? 
I was just going to use that. So we're on what episode? What right now? Are we one one forty six? Okay, so what? So yeah. let's put it out there for our listeners. <laughs> what episode do you think? How many episodes is it going to take before we announce that Rick sold something or bought something <laughs> on Craigslist? Put oh it out God. there. I, I want to hear. Podcast is going to be in before it, uh, we get there. I think it'll be. Yeah. I think it'll be episode uh, two thousand thirty seven. <laughs> you know, I think you might. I, I think you might do one this year. I'll go with one one fifty three. Well, we'll see. I'll 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 look at get out your comfort zone. I'll look at a few things at Craigslist list and see if there's anything. And then whatever you earn on, I just, you can buy us lunch for our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna be encouraging him. Right. Depends on, depends on what I'm selling. It's like a ten dollar item that's uh, only buy gas to get here. <laughs> You're on the hook for lunch now, Rick. Yeah, right. okay. Don't try to back out. That sounds like I'm losing money in this deal. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it does it for our comments and questions in this episode. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can, of course, subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on just about everywhere you can hear podcasts these days. I'm not going to list them all because it's uh, it's kind of redundant. Where, but wherever podcasts are sold, or yeah, we've, we've finally gotten everywhere. <laughs> Pretty much, 22 um, years of doing this podcast, and we're finally <laughs> listed. Well, we made it. <laughs> yeah, we we have arrived. Uh, before we go, any other final comments? No. I think we beat this dead horse. I think we beat it. Okay. All right. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout, that's S-H-O-W, and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Uh, Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoy. I'm Danny Feemster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out.